0: This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that features issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today's topic could just save your life. What to do if you suspect you're having a stroke? Brian McFelda is a neurologist and the stroke program director at MidMichigan Health. We asked Dr. McFelda, what are some of the warning signs of a stroke?
1: So there's many warning signs for stroke. Some of the more common warning signs can be simplified into a mnemonic of fast which stands for face, arm, speech, and time. So with face, you look at a person's face and you see, is one side of the face drooling or look different than the other side? Ask them to smile. Does the smile not look symmetric? With arm, you have them extend their arms or reach out. Does one of the arms appear weak or drift down towards the ground? That would be a sign of weakness. With speech, You might want to have them say a simple phrase like today. Today is a rainy day or a snowy day. And you see, does that sound strange or is their speech slurred? And if they're experiencing any of those symptoms, then the T stands for time and you want to act quickly. With stroke, time is the most important. Time is brain. So the sooner someone gets help, the sooner they can get treatment, the sooner or the better they might do with their outcome.
0: If you can put it simply so I can understand it, why is it one side tends to be affected and one side droops or my arm doesn't work on one side and the other it might? So the simplest explanation is the brain
1: is like real estate. It's location, location, location. So when you have a stroke, it affects a part of the brain and that part of the brain affects a part of the body. So if you have a stroke to the right side of the brain, it typically affects the left side of the body and vice versa. So if somebody's globally weak, that doesn't mean they're not having a stroke, but it's less likely that they're having a stroke. Usually it's sudden onset, and it affects a side of the body. Mm-hmm. But somebody could have speech, arm, and their face affected. It doesn't have to just be one thing. But if you see any of those things, you should be concerned for the possibility of stroke.
0: Any one of those things, not all of those in Correct,
1: any one of those things.
0: I have known people who've had strokes and for that matter, heart attacks, and denial sets in right away. How do I know if I'm experiencing those symptoms and I need to come to grips with the fact that I'm actually having a problem?
1: Yeah, that's, that's difficult. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about stroke to begin with. Stroke can happen to anyone at any age, and there's been examples of that in any number of people. If you have any of the symptoms, you should suspect a stroke. And you're right, denial does pop into a person's mind. If you're noticing you're not speaking well, if you're noticing that part of your speech is off, you look different in the mirror, you can't use an arm, you should seek help or call 911. The symptoms usually come on suddenly. So it's that sudden change that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. If I
0: suspect somebody I know is having a stroke or I suspect I may be having a stroke, why is it so critical? to get that fast response and to get help right away.
1: So you wanna make note of the time and you wanna call 911. And the reason why time is so important is that there are treatments that we can give to somebody who's had a stroke. Typically a medication called TPA or what's better known as the clot busting drug. But there's a time frame for that to be given. Typically and traditionally it's been under three hours. Now that window's been extended out to four and a half hours. And there's even some talk of doing it longer, but there's special circumstances under which that can occur. But you really need to know when the symptoms started and get somebody to help or to the hospital urgently Mm -hmm. so that they can receive those treatments in a timely fashion.
0: And to the caution that you gave us, there's pretty good evidence that if you have one or more of these four symptoms, the percentages are you're going to have a stroke. So if you have risk factors, so
1: the thing you have to look at is there's certain risk factors that people can have. There are certain risk factors that we can't change, and those are what are called non-modifiable risk factors. So your age, your sex, your race, these are things that we can't change. Family history, another one. So we know that males are at more higher risk of stroke. We know that elderly are at more higher risk of stroke. We know that Populations like African-Americans are at higher risk of stroke. So if you have these at baseline, you need to be more aware. But then we add other health issues, diabetes, high blood pressure. These are other issues that people have that increase the risk for stroke. Cholesterol as well. So again, if you have these issues, then you need to be more concerned if you're having these symptoms because it's higher likelihood that you're having a stroke.
0: What is actually happening mechanically in my body when I'm having a stroke? So when you have a stroke, typically
1: there's a lack of blood flow to the brain or a blockage of blood flow to the brain. And that can happen by a clot that forms. It can happen because the vessel ruptures. In either case, the blood flow is disrupted to the brain. When the blood flow is disrupted to the brain, oxygen no longer flows to the brain, and the brain cells begin to die.
0: How does this fast response approach to treating stroke or to reacting to stroke minimize and mitigate that kind of damage from lack of oxygen?
1: So the sooner that you can receive help or treatment, those symptoms may be reversed or can help minimize the damage. The longer a stroke goes on, it's like a tree. If you have a clot at a lower part of the neck, it's going to affect everything beyond that. So the entire brain's at risk. If you can break that up, then you break it up into smaller pieces, and hopefully those go out into the branches of the brain, and you're left with less damage. And the likelihood is the sooner you get that treatment, the more likely you're going to be able to break that up. Are there different kinds of strokes? Sure, there's different types of stroke. The most common type of stroke is what's known as ischemic stroke. And that's classically a lack lack of blood flow to the brain. And that's about 80% of the time. The other 20% of the time in terms of strokes is what's called a hemorrhagic stroke. And that's actually where there's blood in the brain or a vessel is actually ruptured within the brain to cause that stroke. There's also something that's called a mini stroke or a TIA. And the concerning part about that is That's a reversible stroke where you have stroke-like symptoms that get better, but the concerning part of that is that's typically a warning sign that somebody's at higher risk of having a stroke and may likely have a stroke within the next year if those symptoms or if those risk factors aren't addressed or modified.
0: You said there were some things that we couldn't control, like our gender, like our age, like our genetics, like our race. Are there some things that I can do to reduce my risk of stroke? Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest things that I didn't mention earlier is smoking, quit
1: smoking. It's a vascular risk factor and it increases your risk of stroke. Mm -hmm. Heavy alcohol use can also be related to strokes. So that's something to be considered as well. The big things though are high blood pressure, diabetes and cholesterol. And so those are things that we really need to work on with folks and their primary care providers to get those in check and well-controlled and help lower the risk of stroke.
0: You mentioned that anybody can have a stroke at any age. Is there a misconception that younger people are not at risk of stroke?
1: Yeah, absolutely, there's a misconception about it. You typically do see this in, in an older population, but it can happen for any number of reasons. Some people may be predisposed to clotting issues. They may have an underlying health issue or they are more likely to form clots. Sometimes when we are on long travel trips, in the car for a long time, and the airplane for a long time. We're more predisposed to form clots. Those clots, if they break loose, could potentially go to the brain. And so these are things that affect people at any age. In my time in medicine, I've seen anyone from a newborn, or virtual newborn, up to folks in their 90s and 100s who've had strokes, so it goes the spectrum.
0: Neurologist and Director of the Stroke Program at MidMichigan Health, Dr. Brian McFalda. To learn more about MidMichigan Health Stroke Program, go to midmichigan.org stroke. If you have other health concerns, you should talk to your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, you can always go to midmichigan.org doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Check back again soon. We'll bring you another edition of Health Dose.